Hello, Beating Entrepreneurs. Our guest today is proud of being a chemist for her own brand while offering full transparency of her own products. She has the superpower of empowering women of color to be encouraged to go into STEM by creating a safe space for students, especially to explore. Her name is Alyssa Space at For Her Cosmetics. Now, our guest in the show covers more than just golden nuggets. I would say, again, golden bars, just like some of our previous um, guests on the show. And I'm so fortunate to have such an amazing guest. She goes over pop-ups and what the heck's a pop-up? Don't worry, we'll define that in the show. And um, the market, you know, how she uses it for market research. Her journey going from home lab to commercial lab and then helping nonprofits, not only it's a great thing with helping the community, helping two, over 2,000 kids through her, um, you know, through her nonprofit area of her business, but it's also at the same time helping her fund her, 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 her main business line. So definitely you don't want to miss this episode. And if you haven't already, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe. And if you want notification when, when our next episode comes out on YouTube, um, make sure to hit that bell icon. Okay. And, uh, stay tuned. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the business of beauty where we help beauty entrepreneurs in building their business and reaching their dreams. This is your host, David Lee. Her name is Melissa Space at For Her Cosmetics. Welcome and thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, let's let's get you know right into it. Um, so let's start off with tell us your story. You know, let's go back in the very beginning. How you got into you know being a chemist, getting into the the beauty industry, and then and then what you know, and then we'll go right into the 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 big area of how you're helping 2000 children, you know, through your expertise and your experience. Definitely. So, um, as a younger, uh, dancer, when I was younger, I actually had to wear really bright red lipsticks all the time. And that was just like what you wore on the stage. And a lot of times when I wore these lipsticks, they were just like, they just did not match my skin tone the under my, or my undertones. So I would have really bright orange, oranges reds and my undertones are more like soft neutrals so I really struggled with finding products that actually represented like my um my skin tone my skin hue so um as I got older I actually went into science because I was just naturally curious and I always wanted to work for like L'Oreal or Maybelline because I just knew like I love makeup I love creating looks when I was younger and I was always into just like making these concoctions when I was younger that my mother would I would force her essentially to try yeah um, <laughs> I just picture you and your younger version in the lab coat and you got your goggles and you're like hey I'm working on this here mom try it <laughs> yes, sunscreen, Chanel number no. five, and yep. other little um, potions that I would add. But um, I just naturally was curious. I naturally loved just creating. And um, it was like an art form to me because I wasn't really, I wouldn't call myself an artist when I was younger because I wasn't really creative in that way. But I was more of an empirical creative, I would say. So um, as I got older, I went into like different science-based uh, fields like 
academic games with math. Um, I would always do extra projects in science um, for yeah. the science experiments. And I just really fell in love with science and the whole like understanding why things work the way they did. So when I got into college, I was like, okay, mom, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go for chemistry. I wanna be a doctor. And uh -huh. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe not all the <laughs> dermatology right now, <laughs> but I definitely wanted to like focus on skincare and um, creating not only inclusive products, but products that were health conscious. Uh -huh. So um, as I was in school, I was doing research. I was learning how to do like proper um, lab protocol, how to do proper research and development and how to just, um, basically become the scientist that I am today. And um, after school, I didn't necessarily get the job that I wanted. I actually worked at Pfizer for, oh, uh, yeah. That's a, a pretty big company. Yeah, I mean, yes, in essence, yes, that was great because I was a quality yeah. insurance chemist there, but yeah. it wasn't really what I wanted to do. It was in pharmaceuticals and I really wanted to be in cosmetics, so. Okay. I mean, they're both really great industries that people are always going to um, want to be a part of or that have that there's going to be a need for it. There's always going to be a customer base, but yeah. um, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. So um, mm -hmm. I actually began formulating my own products at home when I was um, mm -hmm. um, right out of college. So, OK, <laughs> yes. So. Oh, yeah. So so you're formulating products um, now. Did, did you now leverage all the chemistry experience and that you, you know, you, you've had through school and and when you were younger? Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I actually use some of the methods that I learned at Pfizer in my um, my last job um, mm. as a quality insurance chemist, like how to keep track of my data. I use some of the methods too to also test stability of my product. So I was able to actually leverage some of the um, techniques and information that I learned in these um, these corporate settings. And I was able to use them in my own um, creation, in my own process. Mm. So that was really beneficial because you don't get those type of real world experiences in school, really. You have yeah. to really go out and get a job and experience like you know yeah now let's okay so let's stop right there now for for those that are watching that are thinking about starting their their own cosmetic line or beauty line um should they go down this path of hey you know let me learn and test and almost be a chemist and 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 go through that or should or, or is it an easier path to say you know what let me hire a chemist and and to come up with a with a product like what would you recommend now that you've been through that um, I really would suggest follow like your heart, do what you're passionate about. If you're not passionate about research and development, you're going to get bogged down by that. So yeah. nothing wrong with outsourcing, um, you know, tasks. Although for me, it was more so I wanted to know exactly what was going into my products. I wanted to be mm. able to explain exactly what I was giving my customer. So that was what was yeah. important to me to know that I was the actual creator behind the products that I sell. But um, honestly, to each his own so i yeah. would suggest like if you're not really into like the um doing the stability test and making sure that you create a product that's sterile and has the the um the basically the what your customer is going to want then you should outsource that and, and hire a chemist but um mm. 
if you want to, like YouTube is a great resource. Yeah, <laughs> um, for sure. Yeah. And definitely just um, even if you can pop into a few like lab courses through a community college just to get a better understanding of lab protocol and um, yeah. FDA regulations, because that was a really big thing that I learned from Pfizer as well, too, was the FDA regulated lab protocol. Uh, okay. Now also, it, now this is more generalized like chemistry, right? Do yes. they, do they offer programs strictly for, uh, beauty, um, side of things? Like, like I want to be focused more on the chemistry, but on a beauty side, but everything else isn't, doesn't matter as much. I'm like, I'm not trying to create, I don't know, a, a cure for cancer here. Right. <laughs> no, it's a little different. Yes, um, there are courses that are offered locally. Mm -hmm. um, like, for instance, one of my mentors, she actually has like a beauty one on one class that teaches you like the steps. And this is why she's my mentor, but the steps to being like a um, uh, basically a legal business that offers FDA regulated products, labeling and all the um, ins and out that goes into creating a product that you can sell on the shelves. So oh that really wow yeah there are because people offer those courses um yeah. i don't particularly know all of them but i'm sure like if you were to search like eventbrite or just like local um yeah. artistry making um programs in your metro area like you could find people that have these resources and these answers for you okay and is that how you found your mentor just through the searcher <laughs> googling like hey how do i find a a a mentor that can help me get through the fda process um, for me, actually, I, um, I met my mentor through my mother. She had a connection oh. with her because of, um, of a, a mutual friend that went to Michigan state and, um, I connected with her. I just kind of like, I didn't really bug her, but I kind of was like, hey, so <laughs> can I ask you some questions? And we kind of actually, like I took her out to lunch and dinner a few times just to yeah. let her know that I was really serious. And I would, yeah. you know, keep in contact with her on a regular basis throughout, like, um, like maybe once a month, twice a month, just to update yeah. her on what I was doing. And if she had any suggestions on what I should do, um, okay. because a lot of times people want mentors, but they don't want to do the work. So it's like, yeah, you gotta yeah. be ready for yeah, exactly. Like you want someone's expertise and you're asking for their time, which is the most valuable resource because it's something that you can't get back. Right. Mm -hmm. So and if they, if they see that you're not utilizing, you know, the, the knowledge that they're teaching you, then it's it's just, it's a waste of time. Right. Nice. For both for both of you. Um, so, yeah. OK. Yeah. I was about to ask, like, hey, can you share your mentor? But actually, it sounds like she, it's not like she runs a business, especially right. on building this. It's actually someone that you you've got connected with through mm -hmm. your connections, like your mom. And it just so happens that she has this talent, this expertise. Yes. So so it's, but the same process can be applied to anyone that's looking for a mentor. Mm -hmm. Right. Go go through your connections, mm -hmm. um, you know family friends linkedin right uh right. you know based events yes yeah events yeah. just get yourself out there right definitely okay. yeah so now you're you're working on what was your first product that you created so my very first product was my lipstick line so um <laughs> it was more of like a a mush when i first oh <laughs> okay so that did turn out do yeah. great all right but this is no right like people think like oh yeah first time create a product i'm gonna like it's gonna sell no. gangbusters right <laughs> no it does not work that way <laughs> so so yes please share like 
like what happened so the very first product that i made i already i already did the research on the materials that i wanted in it yeah. however i didn't know how i would build the consistency so okay. for lipsticks a lot of times like people um stereotype them as dry they just like aren't you know super moisturizing and i wanted to break that stigma so i actually created a <laughs> shea butter based um lipstick so mm -hmm. super moisturizing it still has tons of pigment and it has great wear yeah. Um, but when I first made my very first batch, I didn't add enough pigment because I wasn't quite sure how it would transfer into the yeah. raw materials. And so I was kind of playing with it for about uh, four months, about four to six months, because I also did testing and um, shelf life testing as well as um, human trials to see like how um, different skin types and tones reacted to the products. Although they were all natural, some people can be allergic or they can have reactions to different um, combinations of products. Yeah. So peanuts um, are all natural, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But the first lipstick I had actually tried on my mother and she was like, what is this? Like, <laughs> so I was like, okay. Well, okay, yep. You gotta cross that one out. Yep, back to the drawing board. But it was just like, it was like Eureka when I hit the actual, um, formula that I liked and that I've stuck with for years now and it's just it's really amazing to see like how it has um just grown onto people too so yeah. it was really interesting to just like go back and forth to the drawing table okay maybe this maybe I should use less of this maybe I should use more of this so okay so so um the first product that I guess or that didn't quite work out um were you already selling that at that point or were you still in, in the testing phase? Like, oh man, I, I keep, it, it keeps like turning mushy and, and yeah. not working. And, or maybe you're getting negative feedback from, mm -hmm. from your customers say, Hey, this is not working or, you know, it's too mushy. Like so, what yeah, happened? I, I actually didn't start selling um, my product until mother's day of 2018. So it'll oh, be okay. years, um, but I started formulating back in, um, d is it November of 2017? So I had some Okay. Time. Yeah. There's like a year? Mm-hmm. Okay. There was some time in between. Um, and actually, when I first started selling my product, <laughs> they were in like little lip balm tubes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have one next to me, but um, before I even put them in the actual official like lipstick tube that I have here. but Oh, nice. They were in little um, lip balm tubes, but yeah, that I'm trying to think like it. I did trial and error with humans before I actually started selling because I just didn't want to connect my name to something that people were like, oh, my God, this broke me out. Or, oh, my oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And bad news spreads so much faster than good news. Yes. Right? <laughs> Ten times faster, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, OK, so then a year later, you finally have your your lipstick, mm -hmm. right? Uh, then what? How did you get it out there? Um, so I started with friends and family. Like those are your first customers, typically. Um, they're super close family and friends. Um, mm -hmm. My very first month of sales, I sold. They were I priced them at eight dollars each, and yeah. I sold. I think like a fifty-two or something, something around that range with tax. Nice. And um, lippies for the first like week that I had um, launched it, which was like, I was like, okay, I tried, you know, it was only a soft little launch, and yeah. and then I actually, I was actually a little discouraged after that. I was like, I've spent yeah. all this time, yeah, yeah, it's been over a year doing yes. this, and I sold what fifty two. 
<laughs> like, what's that? that? Cover the price of the packaging at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, okay, I know you have to start somewhere. So actually later on into the year, around August of that year, to, um, 2018, I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing pop-ups. So I actually started taking my products in front of people instead of just trying to be an e-commerce store because okay. um, it's so saturated. E-commerce is so saturated that yeah, you have yeah. to have a really like moving marketing piece and powerful PR team in order to really like penetrate yeah. that market. Now, so, before um, you go a little for, too, for, too far into it, now our viewers might not know what a pop-up is. So oh, define pop-up. So pop-ups are like, for instance, when you go to either like a store or a space that hosts smaller businesses that come together for an event. So essentially you get to showcase your products to um, a group of people um, in a certain area and you get to sell your products, pitch your products um, and network. Okay. So what would be some examples like would like, I don't know, I'm just coming up with one like the like. Every year, Royal Oak has the uh -huh. arts, pizza, needs, right? Setting up um, a shop there, mm -hmm. or or some. I, I know there's restaurant pop-ups where like they lease yeah. a space, but they only lease it for maybe I don't know a, a weekend, a week. Sometimes it's mm -hmm. super short. Um, yeah, just kind of tests out the market. Like, mm -hmm. is that so? What is your goal for your pop-ups? So my goal is I always try to look for diverse um, backgrounds and communities. So for instance, just last uh, Friday, I was the makeup sponsor for Over the Moon, which was a, um, it was a, uh, their lunar 2020 year um, fashion show. So mm -hmm. I like to go into different areas that have different um, either backgrounds, different um, socioeconomic backgrounds, or just different. Because mm -hmm. I, my market, I do have a target market, but I'm still testing the waters for different customers in a different yeah. customer base. So um, for instance, like I said, that fashion show, it was Asian American models that I worked mm -hmm. with. And then like, for instance, last year I went to, um, what's it called? Um, Forbes under 30. So that was like Lord. more business focused, um, yeah. uh, you know, a crowd that was. Yeah. Really so purple lipstick won't work there. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, they were looking for more of the subtle colors. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yes, like I, um, I do test the waters to see like what colors sell the best in different mm -hmm. environments. So. Got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So yeah, thank you. So, no so problem. you're working on, on pop-ups and then how did the pop-ups go at that, at that time? So my very first pop-up was actually with my sorority. I'm part of Alpha Cap Alpha sorority and um, it went really well because we were really big on sisterhood and supporting one another. So like, yeah. I was like, okay, this is probably, I need to get and test some waters with people I don't know <laughs> really. So, mm -hmm. um, I started doing pop-ups at smaller venues um, and different events um, throughout the end of 2018 into the beginning of 2019. And honestly, over the past year, I've learned to do my research before I do a pop-up. So yes, no. <laughs> yes. This is good to know. Yes, <laughs> you need to know who the market is. You need to um, ask about like the demographics, like who's gonna be yes. there, how many people are expected. Um, if you can get this information too, what is the median household income of the people that participate? Because yeah. some people provide this information oh, and nice. that could help you realize, okay, maybe this price market or this, this price where I have this, uh, um, set will work for this um group because yeah. i actually changed my prices last year so yeah um 
I, I went I'm guessing from, you've increased it, not not decreased it. Right? Yes, yeah. increased, and it yeah. and it worked. It stuck. It was yeah. a great crowd to test it on, and, and that's why I kept it. So it's literally like yeah. pop ups are really good to test the the waters for change. If you want yeah. to bring new products, so I really yeah. love um, pop up idea. Love it. Now, um, typically cost wise, how much does a does it cost to to for someone to get started, hey, you know, pop ups sound like a really good idea, but what are the costs? What what is needed? I think of you know, from my experience, it's more like uh, setting up a booth at a conference, right? You still right. need the banners, you need the tables, you need all that, but then the the actual uh, booth you have to pay for for that space, yes. right? Logistics. So yeah. that goes too back into asking those questions, those important questions, because I've had events where they asked me to come and it was free. But then I've also, like, for instance, went to Forbes and it was like $1,500 because you're about to have, you know, <laughs> yeah, 12,000 like, people walking through. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, so it really, it, um, it really depends once again on the market that you're get, trying to get into and then um, what the pop-up space is offering. Some people offer tables, some people don't. Um, I actually have a branded tablecloth. I have a branded, um, like, labels, business cards, and just things that give my customer an experience when they come up to the table. And those are things yeah. you just have to invest in over time, so... Okay. Any, any tips for your pop-up? Like what would attract people or, you know, definitely avoid certain things. Like, mm -hmm. like some of the things I, I, you know, being at a conference, setting up a booth, like they say, don't stand behind the table, stand in front, you know, little things like that or on the side. Right. Um, yes. Um, I always say, just always smile, be very welcoming. And then also to know, like, you know, your product the best. So yeah. don't be scared to pitch your idea to people because I have a pitch. Like when people come to me, I'm like, hi, I'm Alyssa. I'm a chemist. I make amazing vegan natural products. And I also teach young children how to make these products. Would you like to learn more? And then either they say yes or they get intrigued or, you know, they keep moving. So um, it's really about just being confident in what you sell. And then to um, don't over... Um, overpopulate your table because you don't want to overwhelm customers because they're only mm -hmm. you only have this small space whether it's four to eight feet of space yeah you don't want to put too much into their face that they get overwhelmed and they'll yep, just pop exactly. away. yeah that analysis but, paralysis mm -hmm. um there was actually a study you know on that uh, i think they did a test where it was at a uh, that was at like a grocery store they set up a booth with four jams and they set up another booth with like 20 plus jams and, and initially you would think yeah more people will buy from the booth with with more than four jams but it was actually the other way around because there were less options it was easier she was like hey these overall the jams are good i'll just pick the strawberry jam right i'll buy that but there's 20 plus it's like oh man there's just too many i know i'm overwhelmed i gotta go bye you know so, <laughs> So, yeah, I totally get it. So less is more at at your um, at your pop up. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, very good. So um, first pop up, huge success. Yes, it was. You're, you're killing it. You know, you're like, hey, I, I'm 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 set, right? I just need to and just uh, I'm, I'm good to go. Right? <laughs> so what's what's next after 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 the pop ups? So, um, into 2019, I actually started to, um, work more with nonprofits with my business. So okay. um, I had to figure out a way where I actually still would be able to do what I love, but then also fund my business because 
funding and capital are super big when it comes to businesses. Like you can have an amazing idea, but if you don't have the capital to back it, yeah. then you can't. You yeah. can't. The fuel, right? It's like yes. you might have the best car, but if you have no gas, no fuel to fuel your car, you're not going anywhere. Right. In your driveway, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Definitely. Like it could be a nice idea and sit on the show, yes. but you have to have the, um, the push behind it. So yeah. Another big thing for me was to start looking for business accelerator programs. So okay. um, I actually graduated from retail boot camp um, through Tech Town last year, and they taught mm -hmm. us how to basically start um, a brick and mortar store front cool. in the city of Detroit. So that was really helpful because there were things I didn't know, like like you're required to have snow removal, trash removal, <laughs> yeah. like just like yeah. certain laws. Yeah, people don't HVAC. think about that. Yeah, like. Like, I didn't even know what an HVAC was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, yes, for the air system and just keep it like there's certain things that and regulations that you have to follow as a business owner in Detroit. Yeah. So, yeah. Like handicap parking spots, right? Stuff yes. like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So those are that was very beneficial to me. And I think that always looking for resources in order to improve like what you're working on is the, always the best, whether you're reading or you're listening or just like as long as you are taking in information that helps grow your business those are that's very important um, okay yeah so accelerator <laughs> programs and they're all over you know yes. they're not you know like we're located in michigan we have viewers outside the state so but th there's accelerator programs especially if you're in a, a bigger you know major any major city they're gonna have right. their version of accelerator programs mm -hmm. uh, so, okay, so Tech Town was one of them. Uh, any others that you went through or? Um, I did get a mentor through SCORE as well. So that was helpful. Mm -hmm. And she happened to also be my soror. So that was really nice. We related on that um, that platform. And um, just being able to ask somebody like we were talking about earlier about what you've been through or what they are going through that you're try um, trying to accomplish yourself is really helpful. Like being yeah. able to speak with someone like, like, hey, like what did you do when you hit this road bump? Or, hey, what do you do when you get here? It's like, it's super helpful because you don't know what you don't know. So, yeah, yeah. So, have someone as a guide that's been through it. They've, they've mm -hmm. been through, they've been down this road. Right. So, okay. So, after the seller program, working with SCORE, mentorship, um, where are we at now? Are we in like the middle of 2019? <laughs> are we getting closer to the end of 2019? Yeah, this was actually coming towards um, around October. And then um, I actually decided to, I started doing, well, I had already been doing research previously in the year, but I wanted yeah. to open my own lab front um, slash mm. like storefront. So okay. initially I started with a lab. I actually had my grand opening in December of last year, but I opened last November. And nice. um, there I'm able to actually not only formulate the products, I was able to move out of my home and take my lab space to an official like um, area in Detroit. Um, yeah, so this is where you manufacture, right? Yes, that is where you, I'm You do R&D and you manufacture. You don't need to outsource that. You can do right. it all in-house. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and um, yeah, I just, I wanted a space where I could not only mass produce, but also host my STEM programs because I actually started doing STEM programming um, last year too with other mm -hmm. nonprofits and some of my community um, partners. So okay. to be able to have that own space and then like be able to show other kids like, or in other women too, like this is possible. Yeah. As a business owner within two years to have your own space, like you could do it too, so. Yeah, yeah, so now, okay, so, 
last year, taking a step back, what what was your reason to start working with nonprofits? I mean, initial thoughts like, okay, well, I'm trying to sell my, you know, my cosmetic line here. I'm trying to sell lipstick. You know, the I, I get the pop ups because I'm I'm pitching directly to my consumers. But how does working with a nonprofit? I mean, first thing I think about nonprofits, there's no profit, right? <laughs> there's no money at right. So how does that work? How how is this? You know, strategic in growing your your business by working with nonprofits. So that's that's a layered question. So I'm going to start with the first one. Um, initially, I had a, a peer ask me. She said, um, "We're having a program, a STEM program for kids to learn about just different careers in science, and we really like like what you're doing with your cosmetic line. Do you think you could show them like a demo of how you do it?" And I was like, a demo? Hmm, that's actually interesting. And I got really great feedback. Um, um, NSBE, which is the National Society of Black Engineers, they had their um, yeah. national conference last year in Detroit at Kobo, yeah. now TCF or TFC. And um, I I did a, a demo there and they loved it. They caught on to it. And then other nonprofits like the YMCA, the Downtown Boxing Youth Program, um, yeah. they were asking, they were like, Hey, can you come and show our kids this now too? And I was like, yeah. okay, I have something. Wow. It's like, <laughs> yes, so this yeah. is actually hotter than, than your, your lipstick line. At the time. Yes. They right? were really like eating it up. They were like, please bring, like, there's a woman of color that's in STEM and she has like this cool program to show kids how to make their own products. Like we yeah. want to be a part of that. Yeah. And, and nonprofits actually have the, the budget usually for these programmings, these this STEM um, enrichment and programming because they want to get more children into trades and STEM fields because mm. it's limited resources for that. And there's yeah. especially children of color, there's not a lot of us that are taking up that space. So to have mm -hmm. somebody that one is in representation or that brings yeah. representation and then that is doing something really cool that kids like, they just yeah. love it. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. you're you're able to generate some revenue, some mm -hmm. some income through that source to continue building your business. And it just exactly. so happens you've aligned it. So because you needed a lab, you needed to move out of your 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 home office anyways. So mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, this actually, you know, kills two birds with one stone, right? right. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, that's awesome. And yes. now so now you're growing now at any point. Do you worry like, man, you know, I am teaching all these kids to to create their own products. I'm essentially creating competition for myself, right? Yes. Do you worry about that? So, um, honestly, I don't, not really, just because with, okay, so knowing the industry for cosmetics, uh, there are so many brands out there so saturated yeah. that mm -hmm. literally, like, you could go down an aisle in CVS and see like a hundred different brands. Yeah. But the thing is, people are going to buy what they want. They like what they like. And then like, I don't honestly feel that two co any two cosmetic lines are the same. I think what would set me apart too from my competition, like say when they become older, is that I one will be already established. <laughs> two, um, what I'm doing is more so not necessarily because I... I really like want to just have like this huge booming cosmetic line, but I really do actually want to give back to my community. I really enjoy working with children. I love the um, the creativity side and the fact that I'm helping kids discover like, okay, maybe I can go into science. And it's more than just cosmetics to me at least. So um, that's why the program is called Chemistry and Cosmetics because 
it's about like opening and tapping into their inner science um scientists so i mean yes essentially i will be creating competitors but <laughs> i feel like it'll still be like oh yeah i remember Alyssa before her cosmetics <laughs> taught me how to do this so yeah yeah but the funny thing is too it, it, your business may evolve i mean the thing i'm you know the one thing i'm thinking about is it could evolve into more of a you could be your own accelerator program mm -hmm. right Definitely. you can be the, the the source of because initially your your initial journey was like you didn't have a lab now you have a lab mm -hmm. so they can work with you and have a lab and and launch their product so right. so i think what you're doing is amazing Great. so far you, you've helped what two over two thousand over kids? Yeah, over two thousand kids in Crazy. the last year. So yeah, like even and then even in Canada, I've been to um, international. So I've worked with mm. Build a Dream there. So nice. So yeah. um, so so now you're getting larger larger demos, larger gigs, right? Are, are they flying you all over the country? <laughs> and like, hey, you know, we need a demo. We need we need we need the Alyssa experience. <laughs> um, I haven't gotten flown out. Just yet, <laughs> but um, is that what your goal is? Twenty twenty? Not right now with the coronavirus, okay? But maybe later, right? <laughs> when yes, I, I definitely want to go um, to different parts of the U.S. and take this branded like program and experience to different areas, so that even like teachers and other um, students can do this program for their peers. Um, I don't. Um, I don't know. I just think that being able to start here in the city and then grow it out is really something that's important to me like a yeah. big thing too is i still want to always produce the cosmetics that i do sell here in detroit mm -hmm. um yeah. and i just think that this is going to be like the mecca of like this big brand that i'm building so eventually yeah. we'll get to dc and texas and cali yeah um, but right now i really just want to help like detroit and their increase their retention rate of students in science Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and thank you so much for doing that, you know, for the community. You know, it's always nice to see an entrepreneur and not just, you know, like, I think, I think there's quite a few entrepreneurs I've, I've met that, you know, initially it's like, yeah, you know, I, I got to survive, you know, I got to like get through, get through that throw phase and they think about, okay, well, I got to focus on, on the money primarily. And what I would say is like, don't focus just on the money, focus on how much value you're giving the, you're you know, you're giving away instead. And then over time, opportunities will come up out of nowhere. Yeah, you know, it will come back, it will come back around. So don't worry too much, but I mean, of course you gotta be strategic, right? Yeah. Don't, don't like go all over the place, right? <laughs> just, okay, focus, stick with your lane, what you're good with, and you know, good at, and then scale out from there and see Definitely. how you can help others. Yes, and um, that's how you grow. Like you genuinely, yeah. you put what you love and what you care about into your business and it'll come back to you. So, mm -hmm. so I mean, there were times when I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? But <laughs> it's still like, that's a part of the process, that's a part of the journey. You wouldn't yeah. appreciate it if it was just all like uphill. You were just like, okay, this is this kind yeah. of business, so. <laughs> if, if that was the case, everyone would be starting <laughs> okay. a business, right? <laughs> <laughs> um so okay so now so let's 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 um um fast forward a little bit mm -hmm. so you have more than just a lipstick right yes I so what, do you, what do you offer now what 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 beauty lines have you built out 
So, um, I, and this is actually one of my best-selling lines now is our vegan lip gloss that mm -hmm. I created. Like women just love the um, the texture, they love the scent, they love mm -hmm. how it just leaves their lips moisturized. So the lip gloss has really grown in the past year. Um, and then I've also added mineral highlighters and eyeshadows. So they're loose um, mineral powders. And it's crazy because like the makeup artists love it because they can like pack more into their looks. It's more versatile. Um, Cause pressed palettes usually don't um, offer as much product. And then when you're doing like tons of makeup artists, or I'm sorry, tons of clients, makeup yeah. artists, they need the product. And it's affordable, it's reasonably priced and they just, they love it, they eat it up. But um. I've also added liquid body shimmers as well, too, which mm -hmm. are um, oil-based. They're moisturizing. They add, like, a shimmer, a, a glimmer, and they... My favorite word is moisture, clearly. So, like, it's really just... I, I picture, like, like in Korea, in South Korea, like, all the girls, they, like, shine. Is that is that what it's like? Like, when you put your... Possibly. Right? Is that look? Or, like, you're glowing and you to go? Yes. You walk by and there's a... A gleam of light. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I have come. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, that's awesome. Yes, and oh, finally, actually, I've added a um, personalized lash line called For Her Lashes. So okay. um, it's not only a service, but it's also a product um, that offers strip lashes and individual lashes to my clients. Mm, okay, so now. Um, where do you focus on, is there a certain area that you, you focus on expanding your, your, your product line? Sure. You know, going and, and, and doing the uh, pop-ups is great market research and also understanding your market. But as you mentioned, like with uh, makeup artists, that in, in itself, you could grow a business right there. Like you can right. start scaling out and sell your market, your product line to all the makeup artists all over the world. Say, this is what this product can do for your clients. So right. is there a certain like niche that you're going down that, that you're going to try out or it's working really well for 2020? Um, I, I feel like this year my focus is really to grow the STEM portion. Um, so I'm okay. actually working on um, a STEM box where I will send out products, well, products that they formulate themselves at home. And oh, cool. um, every month they will get like two experiments essentially to yeah. create their own, whether it's like a body scrub or an exfoliant or a lipstick yeah. or just um, a natural cosmetic that they um, can use themselves and mm. they actually get to learn the science behind as well. So that's really my focus nice. because um, STEM is being pushed hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's really big. And um, outside of like having that humanitarian side, like cosmetics is also a very big industry too. So yeah. my push is really like keeping education and beauty together. So love it. Yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna make it a monthly subscription box? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes, awesome. Yes, I'm working with the curriculum developer now. Um, it's really yeah. it's a lot of work. It's exciting though, and I can't wait to see like the final product um, when mm -hmm. we launch it. So that'll be great. Yeah, and um, uh, you, you'll manufacture, you, you do all that in-house then? Mm-hmm, yep. Until you, I mean, until it, it, if it scales out too crazy, right? Then <laughs> oh, yeah. Then look at other <laughs> options. But until then, this is, it, it's great. You have your own lab, you're building everything, and, and you're shipping out. Now, do you have a team um, 
uh, set up or is it right now just you? Like, where are you at with that? Um, right now, I am the only CEO. I don't have a co-founder, which I am in the process of looking for. However, I do have a few interns, one that does our website development, that does our content creation. I have a brand ambassador, and then I also have a PR team. But um, I am actually still looking for like a social, um, I just did like a application process, actually. I'm looking for a social media coordinator. Mm. Um, a customer service coordinator because these are things that come to me like i get like 20 calls a day text messages and yeah, things yeah. I, I, I need someone to take care of these calls yeah, exactly. I, can't, I can't be at the pop-up right be in front of customers if i'm constantly answering calls right yeah, so yeah I get it. it's definitely a process growing um the girls that I've been working with, um, I've been with them for a little, about seven months now. So like the next group of girls that we're adding, um, I really hope that to, to see like the growth and the change in the company. So, because it was a one woman show for a long time, for about a yeah. year. Yeah. A lot of business start, start with that. Yes. But I definitely want to get a co-founder. I want to work with someone that I really trust and that, mm -hmm. um, that can help grow the business because essentially when looking for funding back to capital again, um, yeah. investors want to see businesses that are run by teams that are run by, you know, not just one person. So if something were yeah. happen, they have someone to fall onto. So it's. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It totally makes sense. Now I'm curious, um, interns, um, like where do you, where do you look for an intern? You know, yeah. do you go to a, <laughs> a college and say, Hey, I'm looking for interns. Do you have any interns available? <laughs> So um, the first process, I actually did it um, just solely through um, Instagram promotions, Facebook ads. Yeah. And um, I had, like I said, a really good response. And this, this time I actually, once again, did it through my own uh, system. But I'm actually partnered with some of my community partners, like um, the Michigan Science Center. I'm going to be working with some of their Manista girls this summer. Uh, oh, nice. To, yeah, to help them. They will actually help with producing, like production. And um, and I'm also working with a girl from Kalamazoo College who's going to be interning and creating her own concealer um, um, foundation. So that'll be something oh, okay. that I will have yeah. like, ownership and rights to, but she'll still yeah. be able to complete her, you know, uh, research. Yeah, yeah. So it's a win-win scenario. Yeah, here. It, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. <laughs> Good. Yeah, love it. Um, so now um, I know we're we're running short on time. Um, so going back, if you if you had a time machine, you can go go back and go into the time machine and go to the very very beginning. What would be, if any, would be any like changes in your process? What would you? How would you do differently? I've seen, I get this question a lot and I try not to avoid it, but honestly, I feel like everything does happen for a reason. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. But, be, but, but now you have the battle scars. Yeah. <laughs> if I could be further, I, I would. Like, if I, sometimes I wish I would have taken more opportunities that I was presented. Um, mm. And sometimes, you know, out of fear, we don't do that. And in order to get on the other side of like this journey, into success because success is always a journey it's not just a stop but yeah. you have to be able to get over your fears so um i honestly would probably take more risks <laughs> more calculated more risks, risks of course calculated risks. Risks. okay yeah. so i guess can, can you give like one or two examples because like yeah sure like like we have you know actually we were talking about it offline like sure you know we 
that's a general focus. Like, yeah, you know, you want to take on more risk, do that. But what does that mean? Right? Like, what does it mean when there is an opportunity? What is what does that opportunity look like? Right? Especially for a beauty entrepreneur. Like, what would, can you give an example or two? Um, so a big thing right now is the reason why I don't have a co-founder is because I'm scared. To share <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like a partnership, right? It is a yeah. partnership. You're, you're like marrying that person, right? <laughs> yes. And I just want to uh, push myself to do things that I know, like, okay, obviously there could be a good or a bad, but just to realize mm -hmm. that I have like control and power over what happens in my life and in my business. And I really mm -hmm. just want to be able to get over the fear of taking risks, like investing more time into research and development versus maybe another um, portion of my business. So for me, it would be hiring more interns so that I can do that and focus on that. Um, yeah. Maybe learn picking up another, uh, like um, another, actual having like being able to do makeup for instance because a lot of people are like you should be a makeup artist because it's just like right there and i'm like yeah it is tempting <laughs> yeah i'm more of a chemist yeah. but it's just yeah I don't know, like who knows that could be what you know takes it to the next level so being yes. able to take those risks and being able to get out of my comfort zone and learn how to do different things are something that i want to get into like just learning just different like i guess skills essentially but okay it's scary yeah. to pick up another skill like because i don't want to just half do something i really want to put my all into whatever i'm doing so yeah yeah and of course i, I want to re-emphasize for the audience to like calculate it right yes. you know that's actually one of my mistakes when i first started the business is i took too much risk i i figured like hey you know what uh, let's start not just one service line. I'll just start five service lines. And, and then it's like a shotgun approach. Sure. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs start with that just so they can, they can figure out what, what they want to go into, but you can't do that all the time. You're going to overwhelm yourself. You're going to stress yourself out. It's just, it's just, you're just overloading yourself. But if it's strategic and you're going down a path of, you know, like, and this is my, you know, personal opinion from what I'm hearing is like, sure, a lot of people have asked, hey, you should be a makeup uh, artist, right? Because <laughs> you you have a makeup line, but um, that also means you're you're saying no to other things if you go down that path, right? It means no, like you have to decrease your time with the STEM program, or you have right. to decrease your time on creating more products, you know, in, in your brand, in your, in your lineup or less time going into the pop-ups because you're, you're doing more, more makeup, uh, engagement. And at the same time, you may alienate your makeup artists, uh, clientele. Cause like, Whoa, you know, you're a makeup artist. Um, you know, why would I refer my clients, um, to your brand because you're also known as a makeup artist too. Right. So there may be a conflict of interest, mm -hmm. right? So these are some of the things that are just, you know, coming up, <laughs> you know, thinking of right off the top of my head. Um, but as a, as a new entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur in general, these are certain things like it's, it's harder to say no than yes. Yeah. Uh, you want to be able to do everything. You do. Yeah, I do. I do. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm a machine, but then just like everyone else, 24 hours in a day, we still got to sleep. We got to eat. Right. <laughs> and then do everything else. So. All this socialize, all of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, um, thank you so much for your for your time. No um, any uh, so how can how can um, our community, you know, our viewers reach you? Um, so I am on social media and I do have a website. So it is www.forhercosmetics.com. And that's F-O-R-H-E-R-C-O-S-M-E-T-I-C-S. And um, all of our social links are actually on our main page. So Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And then two, if you want to learn more about our nonprofit MySpace Laboratories, where we actually teach the children, as I mentioned earlier, how to make these products, um, myspacelaboratories.org is where we can um, be found, as well as um, MySpace Laboratories on Instagram, Facebook, and MySpace Labs on Twitter. So Nice, nice. And also, if um, if you didn't get information, mm -hmm. um, again, thank you so much for your time, and thank, thank you for you. doing all the amazing things that you're doing to help the kids and the community. So keep, you know, keep doing that, and and also let us know when you when you launch your 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 kit, right? Yes, um, your subscription box, your monthly program box, um, and we'll 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 add that to our resource list too when that That's comes out. Exciting. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>